This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. (laughs) Boy! Thanks for checking out 90 for Chill, the podcast, and this is where I usually give my contextual layout, my trigger warnings, heads up, but right now it's about 80 degrees in my apartment. I really want to get the AC turned on, and to record a good podcast, I can't have that running, so we're just going to try to jump right into this week's show. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Welcome to 90 for Chill, the podcast. This is your host, Cool Movies Darth. You can follow what I'm watching at Letterboxd. The username is CMDarth. And if you want to fill the whole house with my voice, just ask your Amazon Echo or your Google Nest device, play podcast by Russ Stevens. And there you go. This week, Timothy Bates has finally arrived on the podcast. I've been talking about doing an episode with him for a while and he's also the guy who kind of inspired a lot of kodiak thompson's picks for this podcast like john dies at the end maybe he never died but i mean henry rollins is an unkillable force fed up with living i think it sells itself so sorry to take that one from you tim and this week we discuss night of the demons from 1988 and this is another one of those evil dead type movies like we had with house except this time not so much about the humor it's all about the gore and excessive nudity what have you for the 80s some weird special effects involving nipples and the only context warning i can think of i will listen to the podcast i'll edit accordingly is that i may have referenced the movie orgasmo and a line from that but uh, this movie is pretty interesting to me because it's from a director that got me into no-budget cinema, uh, Kevin Tini, and it's just great to find out his earlier works, not just Brain Dead, which is currently on Tubi, which is definitely of a lesser quality but still fun. So, if you want to be on the show, send an email to russthebus07 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-07 at gmail.com. Just offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. Try to focus on sub-100 minute material, but I can work with anything. And otherwise, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps, five-star reviews, preferably. I do reciprocate. I'll be honest, though, but you'll get those five stars. So that's about it. I think we're ready to get into Night of the Demons and get ready to be flagged on YouTube because Shout Factory's trailer uses Bajas' stigmata. But, hey, to get that on the show, I'll take the hit. A full moon. A spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. All right, dudes! And dudesses! Let's party! Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder what's gotten into them. Yeah. <laughs> 
sight of the demons. Blessed be the sinners, for the Day of Atonement is at hand. I'm looking at me. So we are back on 90 for chill, the podcast, this just more serendipity, I suppose. It's kind of disappointing that we're not doing this on Halloween. I mean, that would keep you away from the trick or treaters at least. (laughs) (laughs) I got kids. I'm, I'm stuck doing it. Oh, so, okay. Well, um, well, let's get those razor blades and apples ready. Then I have Tim Bates, uh, he has been spoken well of on this uh, podcast. Uh, Kodiak Thompson, uh, when he was doing the uh, Don Coscarelli uh, episode, uh, where we uh, primarily because he wanted to do John dies at the end, <laughs> uh, you know, brought up. Well, if it wasn't for uh, Tim at Barnes and Nobles, so I probably wouldn't have known that book. <laughs> so. Yes, this is the legend, Tim Bates, and we are going to discuss 1988's Night of the Demons. Um, This is definitely, like, I'm surprised it was 88 since it came, you know, it definitely had Evil Dead 2 to immediately live up up to. Um, Well, like this one, this franchise, so... There's a third one that I I haven't had the privilege of seeing here, but I've seen the first two because, like, if we're going to date ourselves here, the video store uh, that uh, I frequented. So this one in the horror section, the uh, the second one was iconic for the art on the uh, the case. It was the prom queen demon yeah, with, with a the eyeball and a fork. Oh, it was a oh, skull thought... lollipop. Okay. Well, they, they had a few different art ones, but like yeah. at mine, it was that like skull lollipop and like going to bite it or whatnot. But like that always stuck out in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this, um, I mean, I've, I've known the legend of this one and obviously the uh, art has always been great on it. And you know, by the end of it, actually, I was like, all right. So we had um, Bajas during the um, being played during the uh, dance scene in this movie. And which one? Because there was a couple. <laughs> oh, no, it was the it was the uh, it was uh, I think it was Angie's. Though the, the, the interpretive dance. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, so and when you incorporate Bajas into a horror movie, that's usually signs of a good thing. Yeah. Uh, my uh, 
immediate go-to is the last time I really heard Bajas in a horror movie was uh, The Collector uh, during the creepy sex scene before he uh, before the bear traps and the projector trap. <laughs> uh, have you seen The Collector? I have not. Oh, yeah, that's a that uh, collect the collection is good. It's just nothing compared to. I mean, it tries to really just get over the top. You know, like any good see. Well, if a movie's not really designed for a sequel, the only thing you can do is just take it to the new extreme. Oh, absolutely. So, that's like uh, every every horror '80s horror movie, right? Well, I, I'd say that I say that as I uh, constantly say on this story about my time where. I, I like the joke that I cock blocked Billy Corgan from uh, ta- uh, scoring with uh, Scarlett Bordeaux. She's a uh, valet on WWE right now um, <laughs> at a wrestling show. And like, it was basically the story was, well, you know, she's just saying, I don't know if I have what it takes to Billy. Who's Billy now, Billy now owns the NWA national wrestling Alliance. Okay. Um, he, before this though, he was trying to get in with the promotion I trained with in chicago and he eventually just started his own and then sold it off and then uh yeah he decided to go and buy the oldest wrestling company um and it's he's doing good stuff with it uh but i digress so she's just saying i don't know if i would have what it takes i'm only five six he said well that's too short and i'm just drinking my cocktail right next to them and it's like how is five six too short you're telling me me at five five is too short yep and somehow we get into an argument over Hangover 2 versus The Hangover. Which I wasn't a big fan of The Hangover. But Hangover 2, like, what are, you know, if you take it to, a, whoa, okay, yeah, they took it to the next level. I'm impressed. It's So. Was it the first five minutes was a, a giraffe decapitation in the second that, one? That was the third one. Oh, okay. The second, second one's the one that takes place in Bangkok. Oh, that's right. That's right. And, uh. I try to keep this podcast clean so I can't recite the best joke in the movie. There's, right. a, there's a reason they call it Bangkok and not Bang C word. Yeah. Which, I, which I've only dropped on like one podcast. <laughs> not, and it wasn't my podcast. I was on a Tattoo Squid podcast. I'm still waiting for that episode to come out. <laughs> and it's like, I, um, you know, as I say, I do these podcasts, a little tank and, you know, may have called my little sister who was at that time <laughs> at that time I was describing her. Yeah. A bit, of, <laughs> bit of that. So, um, so yeah, I was, uh, so as I say, with Bajas playing that and the, the interpretive dance, yeah, this is something good. And this actually is from a director that, really got me into the no budget horror movie stuff uh his name is uh uh kevin s tenney and this is how i kind of found out like i'm thinking well the the song by uh i can't remember the name of the band but the computer date song in the first dance sequence mm-hmm. of the movie like all right yeah that's cool that is definitely the 80s punk i like when it's well i mean i yeah i mean i love my uh rebellious uh reagan youth stuff but then, i love that if you put on the subtitles it says in uh ineligible uh lyrics it it, it can't put the lyrics up huh that's weird <laughs> uh it didn't put the it just for a minute Bro, there 
it just I, said music and it was like you could it they uh they had no idea what it was for the streaming service they were like they didn't even try well, you had to you watched it on pluto or yeah i watched it on pluto this time yeah so i i had the shutter subscription so pluto did not care <laughs> yeah um they didn't they didn't do the lyrics on it but um for a second there, I thought they said fear, and then it's like as I'm rewinding the t- rewinding it. Oh no, no, no! It's not fear. It's that's just what's on the boombox on the stereo place. So I'm looking at the end during the end credits, and uh, I got the movie running in my peripheral right now. We're about to see uh, Julie's bum, which is like, yeah, this is the Kevin S. Tenney. Um, I'm so I go and hit Shazam during the end credits to see what that song was, and. No, I don't need to talk about that I, Apple Watch. Okay. Um, and it turns out it's written by his, uh, I believe, his brother, uh, who does the music on most of his movies. And then I'm looking at, well, shoot, surely this guy's got a Wikipedia page that got the uh, Dan- Daniel. And then it's like, no, it just directs me to all his brother's stuff. And it's like, oh, this is the guy who directed Brain Dead. We're not talking... <laughs> We're not talking Peter Jackson's Dead Alive, uh, originally titled Brain Dead. Okay. Uh, Brain Dead was a movie that at the Peoria Independent Theater, which only lasted maybe two, three years, and wasn't really much of a theater, like this showing. So I went there because they had a B movie double feature, and I heard Brain Dead on it. So it's like, it's got to be, oh, it's going to be Peter Jackson's Dead Alive. Cool. No, it was a. B movie uh from a brand that's kind of lesser trauma i suppose if i if i have lesser to rank, trauma if i have to rank rank <laughs> rank them uh, and it's a uh and it was called it was brain dead it's an alien invasion movie in a cabin so there i say evil dead meets a shot on video uh the effects aren't as great the nudity is far more depraved the gore is a little more intense it, okay and it's still got that sense of humor throughout of it Throughout so it. like a, a super dark sense of humor and then they just went way way over this half of the nudity and okay uh, and uh as they say the gore effects yeah they use a little cg which i i say is just something that's got to stay away from horror i mean i suppose when you're you're just gonna have a body want, run around with a hole in it, its head after getting punched <laughs> yeah a little green screen effect i i don't blame it, but uh, there's there's something to be said about like you just can't you cannot touch like real prosthetics even if they're badly done prosthetics oh. i would take that over like bad cgi any day of the week well and i'm and i'm and i'm and i'm caveating it by saying in horror like in sci-fi like nobody's gonna want uh, we suck i mean we've all seen carnosaur or at least a, tra- <laughs> yes. uh, a trailer for it you want you <laughs> want your cg dinosaurs um so yeah so this is uh so this guy is the reason like oh right well i'm gonna give up writing these independent movies about my wrestling career (laughs) and i wrote my uh my pro wrestling zombie comedy main event of the dead um that's uh where that um that's kind of uh that was my 30s i guess was trying to come on please like this uh get me a kickstarter tell me some tricks jeez I mean, we can shoot this in a weekend and my trivia, (laughs) my trivia team that I just formed, uh, which is constructed by a girl who's just looking for trivia partners on Bumble at, um, 
and no, we had to lose the Dalton's team from work. Uh, um, yeah, so we, she was like, no, it takes longer to shoot a movie. Uh, you're not familiar with Black Dynamite, or I, I can say yeah. uh, so a few movies that have been shot in just a few days. Yes, yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be a good movie, but, but it's a movie. movie. Yeah, give me that IMDb cred. Um, so that's yeah. So, uh, Brain Dead, that movie I'm talking about, is on Tubi. Okay. So my like I'm doing going through that right now. Really, Brain Dead? Yeah, that's so. Oh, Tubi, I got to pass that on. I actually ended up finding the DVD for it. Um. So yeah, this is uh that um so kevin s tenny i know he did the witchboard movies too i think it was um so that's uh so he, he's got a he's he's a little more accomplished than i ever thought after watching this movie <laughs> i haven't seen any of the witchboards so but um so yeah i got my chromebook running uh all my note docs so so this is um I mean, this movie has a lot of stuff that makes you think that it is going to be something cheap, though. Like, everybody involved seemed to have names that, uh, really, those are your real names? Like, Hal Havis, Jeff. Sal. The Italian name Sal. Oh, Jeff with a, Jeff with a J, Jeffries with a G. Like, I think, like, there's an Al Avens. I mean, it's like. Yeah. Um, and then I think any kind of genre sort of peaks when you have the animated uh, credit sequence. Okay, I was actually going to talk. I actually think that's super cool because, like, I really the intro to that for if you're trying to get a a feeling for a movie and you don't have necessarily like the budget or anything for yeah. it like i thought the artistic style of the animated intro was really cool oh because it set a creepy vibe with it and it felt almost punk with the synth vibe uh synth heavy oh, I, leading up to it oh i'm not saying it's bad i'm just it just made me think back to this early aughts movie um tomcats uh with jerry o'connell um jerry o'connell um Oh shoot! I'm trying to think of his name. I'm doing, and it's going. I'm going to a Stewie Griffin uh, impersonation as he's uh, from the Misery episode of Family Guy. Uh, Jake, Bu- Jake, mother, <laughs> loving Ducey, Busey, uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Yep. Not a, not a good movie, but they decide. <laughs> oh, and we're gonna do the uh, credits and animation. It's like eh, I guess it sets the tone, but. Yeah, that's just a more of an observation, <laughs> not a not an indictment. <laughs> Fair. So, first thing I think of with this movie is like, yeah, it's Midwest, uh, at least until uh, Roger pops up in the backseat. <laughs> well, every horror movie has to have like the dartboard or the the check marks you go down the list of what cast members you have Mm. you although they didn't go with the uh yes the the black guy dies first first uh, yeah and uh they did have the uh the asian girlfriend dies yeah at some point but like they did a few things different with this one Mm -hmm. that i found very pleasant 
like as far as it followed a lot of the same formula that you know horror movies at the time did but it did some things that others didn't and it it was very cool in how it went about it yeah i know it's 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 uh stuff definitely it doesn't do anything wrong i think it's the the important well, thing with the I wouldn't say that, but okay. Well, <laughs> um, so yeah, but I'm just the, saying, it's... like the solid thirty seconds to a minute of uh, the uh, grocery store where you have to just sit there and uh, while that... the one steals the grocery store that, that from was... a garbage bag, yeah, as okay, the well... store stares at the panties. Yeah, but that's standard '80s fare. I mean, we're <laughs> we're only four years removed from Re- Revenge of the Nerds, with which everybody says, "Oh, that's an awful movie now." And it's like the title is Revenge. Oh no, I'm not even talking about but, uh, going down that rabbit hole. Well, I'm just saying. Uh, no, I, I'm just I'm just saying when people say, "Oh, you can't watch," like it is a revenge movie. Let's if you put put it, put it in that light, it's all justifiable. Mm-hmm. Um, and more justifiable than uh, sixteen candles and date rape. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this and speaking of Midwest, like the the guy you expect to be the protagonist, uh, Jay Jansen. Uh, I'm surprised. Like this wasn't a bigger movie in Peoria with my friends when I was growing up because that's <laughs> the name of the big attorney. Uh, probably mm-hmm. the biggest attorney in central Illinois. I'm saying from the from East St. Louis all the way up to the to uh, just south of I-80 uh, in the Indiana border. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, Jay Jansen. And then there was a, a politician actually named Hull who was in a Peoria state uh, representative of Peoria in Congress from for like five terms. And I think I saw some legal cases against them, so that almost fits. Um, and then there's just like, I guess I'm a little thrown off by '80s fashion in a sense. Uh, well, like when yeah. he says he's like not gonna dress up, dress up, up and I'm like up... looking like he's from Miami Vice. Yeah, like straight up looks like he's trying to be Selick. Yeah, right. It's like come on it was like no i would have gone with the like oh i'm just too hip for this stuff look <laughs> i mean he's so cool he tries to make out with her in front of her mom and brother yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's yeah i mean you're just hoping for the guy to die and this is before all the best dialogue is delivered by the demons yeah, we don't even know that this dude is a scumbag yet. We just think he's trying to kiss her, you know. You don't yeah. know exactly what's going on yet. Right. Um, so, and actually, like, I'll get to that point, but it's like, yeah, I'm just going through it. It's like, yeah, um, as I say, the dialogue's not overly impressive until the demons are introduced, I think. I mean, you get the good sour balls joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, you guys have sour balls here? I guess you don't get that many blowjobs. Um, let's see, but um, yeah, I mean, it's it it it's paced pretty well. I'm almost like it really does spend a half hour just BSing as they get to the uh, funeral parlor. Um, yeah, they did spend a lot of time leading up to and building up. Yeah. 
I'm not saying it ended up being bad. And I do like the twist where he eventually thinks Sal is probably the better guy. Even like the the two people that you think are supposed to be douchebags, like the the guy um oh um with the mullet and the pig nose. Um, um Stooge. Stooge. Stooge and Sal both turn out to be like the better of the people. Like Stooge ends up turning like you know, dying first and becoming like a zombie, but like he makes a couple jokes and he's still like a, he's still a uh, chauvinistic pig. But yeah, like, I was about to say. He, as I, no, I, I'm not. I I'm not defending is, him. I'm saying this like, movie is very Midwest. <laughs> yeah, but like he goes to like watch the bathroom for one of the girls, right. like while she's in there. Like he doesn't try to force his way in, like well, the jock or anything yeah. like that. You know, like so. At the same time, the two people that you think are the two going to be the two worst show more humanity than everyone yes. else. Right. Um, I do like though. Like, I think Kevin Smith had to have watched this movie because of the coffin joke. <laughs> As uh, our two really non just bodies, I would say, are the Asian girl and. <laughs> The uh, white guy, the nerdy white guy, are in the coffin. It's like, oh gosh, we're not supposed to bend this way. This is wor- <laughs> This is worse than my uh, brother's Volkswagen. <laughs> if we all know mall rats, I'd like to take the girls to a place where it's very uncomfortable. The back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's just uh as I say, just looking at the timeline, I thought this was before Evil Dead 2. And when I watched House, it's kind of like well, we were getting an idea of the comedy element. I mean, House is almost a PG thirteen rated movie in all honesty. If you cut a few F bomb uh like they only have F bombs from I think uh Richard Mull and and the Vietnam flashbacks at that. Right. And this one uh No. Um and you know better bring up the old man at the beginning oh absolutely yes that was the that was the one thing about this movie that like at first you were like you feel bad for him because you don't know like yeah when he says you're gonna get yours tonight and i know he's holding a lottery ticket it's like what are you gonna buy a tank like a robot chicken sketch (laughs) (laughs) then the then he's like i had to actually like go back because that's the one thing they did not do a good job of shooting Mm. that scene because like you have to like really look to see that he's got razor blades okay and like i i didn't know i thought it was like rat poison or something all right because i thought uh i had to wait until like seeing the entire movie to see the end scene and go Oh, that's what it was. And then I had to go back and like actually like come up and in like pause the screen to see right. what it was because they did not like freeze for not freeze frame, but like close up on the important parts of the scene. They just did a quick he spilled his groceries and then we're gone. Well, not and I don't think you necessarily like you get the joke right at the end anyhow. Oh, absolutely. You don't you don't need to, to No, absolutely. But, but like they were trying to like preface it like they you, know, you wanted, wanted you, you wanted know. to believe that he's the vengeful spirit at some point, and yeah, and we didn't have that many trick or treaters this year, so had to do something with all those apples. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, then uh, you, you do gotta, you do really do feel for Sal because of Judy like immediately jumping at the coffin gag that just happened as I'm watching my peripheral. Um, like, oh, you were gonna do the same thing. Like, he's he's any worse. <laughs> This is the thing, like, I watched this movie, like, in what universe is any of the dirty mausoleum, uh, surgical room, like, crematorium areas, like, man, this is hot. Uh-huh. I totally want to fool around on this, uh, this bed that they have, uh, cre- uh, cremated bodies on. Yeah, um... I don't know. After watching your next, if you've seen that one, um, there's a there's a scene after we discover the the twist, the first twist, I should say. Oh, I'm just seeing Chekhov's lighter being used. Um, as they're setting up the party, and like, I don't know, could they not afford many more extras because and this ain't a party. <laughs> Or do you know any group that has this many completely different types of people? Yeah. I mean, obviously, like you said, they checked all the boxes off when they went down the list of what they needed for a horror movie. Right. But, like, no group actually looks like this. Right. And I'm just <laughs> saying, like, you know, they do it. They write the situation better, dare I say, in a Friday the 13th movie where it's like, oh, these are just people who have to get close because, oh, they're going to be yeah, operating they have- the camp. Yeah, they're required to because they have a job. There's yeah. no reason for these people to be stuck together. Right. Uh, yeah, they're just like... Uh, or, even when, or even like Sal crashing the party. Yeah. And they're all like, Sal's not invited, but they let him stay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you have the... Uh, well, it, it reminds me of another uh, low-budget uh, movie that I got to see back in Peoria. Uh, it's my party and I'll die if I want to. <laughs> which is pretty much similar story in the sense that the uh they have a birthday party at the, at the you know every town's murder house um i mean the 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 more the most significant thing of that movie is, was done by like, all of tom savini's students okay um he does a cameo at the beginning um which is better than the cameo he had in lost boys the the tribe not a bad cameo though for him. Like that's the best scene is when they <laughs> kill Tom Savini right at the beginning. Um, but yeah, it's my party. It like it's you have them setting up the party, and then the demons do all the killing, and then it's like our heroine, a Ginger, who's dressed up as Elvira, who happens to be a karate expert, <laughs> defeats the demon, and then everybody joins the party, and then oh, the demons are still alive. <laughs> Uh, it's actually a choose your own like the gimmick also is choose your own adventure or chapter dare i say okay so you do it on default it's like oh and yeah no like the moment she tries leaving they push her back in because it's a mob and then everybody starts dying (laughs) um but yeah it's kind of like well 2000 i think that was 2007 i know the remake i think of this was 2009 i presume it's a remake it definitely looks like one uh, which is again a statement to um, Kevin S. Tenney's uh, 
influence on horror if he's got remakes yeah yeah uh one thing i would say it's just looking over my notes like ah, if only richard Pryor was young enough to play roger i mean <laughs> if you want scared black guy energy okay yeah no i could see it yeah <laughs> i could totally see it well, that might just be the peorian in me since he's ours <laughs> But. Although I do think some of the like in here, like I'm I'm watching along here too, and like I'm at the party. This is one of the few times where I think it. A lot of times they, if you were a group of high school kids partying in in like a house like that, you would have a boombox drinking and stuff. Yeah. Well, the whole putting out the spread is not there. You're right. Like I do think they do a pretty good job of like have it like making a fire and like people just kind of drinking beer and dancing around it looks like what a party actually would be like yeah yeah i'm just saying we need a little more we need a little more bot few more bodies That's, oh yeah no yeah a little more bodies to feel, feel it out yeah but um and then you got the death of um i can't remember her name but it's just like thrown in there literally thrown in there <laughs> As Roger was sleeping in the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one, they were just like, how do we kill her? Um... <laughs> make yeah. them buy that. Make There's going to be this format called DVD. Make them buy that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, del- that's a deleted scene. I actually want to know, like, is there a deleted scene where we see how she dies? Yeah, because she just disappears when the gate disappears. Like, yeah, they're searching for the gate, and then all of a sudden he, like, does the one sensible thing and just hides in the car for hours, and then all yeah. of a sudden she's, her dead body is just thrown on top of the car. Right. So, I mean, the, the best thing about this, I guess, is the makeup effects. I mean, it's definitely, I'd say it's definitely up there with, say, Evil Dead's. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, this guy is not as talented as Sam Raimi, so you don't get those. Like, you only get one like camera shot that almost looks like it, and that's when Judy's falling in the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you're gonna do a perspective now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's um, but um, this falls in line with there's like I. <sighs> It just like the it's the director like has a really really good concept and yes. like you've said it before like in some of your other uh the episodes you've done of like with kevin smith being like he's got a really good vision and you follow him with the story but he's not the greatest director oh i've said that you about just, carpenter as well yeah yeah like, it was the carpenter yeah um and it was just like he's got a lot going on on the screen he knows what he wants but he just slaps the camera down and like, all right, make it happen. <laughs> yes. Oh, he jokes about that. Uh, I think evening with Kevin Smith to evening harder. Um, when Recently, somebody, the idiot child that has, the, when Bruce Willis like yells at him, not knowing camera sizes. No, that's the third sizes. I think that's uh, the third Kevin Smith um, evening with Kevin Smith three evening with Kevin Smith. I have not watched that yet though. Uh, no, this is the one right after Jersey girl. And uh, they, 
I wish they would have done more with the mirrors, like the broken glass. Now that I'm seeing it in my peripheral. Um, no, Kevin Smith said, uh, oh, uh, somebody asked him, well, you were working on Green Hornet, weren't you? Would you have casted Affleck? Oh, I'd cast Affleck to play everybody. Uh, even Cato. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I want him doing the most obscene obscene asian accent but you know what what's the movie gonna be i'm gonna set the camera in front of the that the kato kato and uh the green hornet and front of the black beauty and like they're just talking bullshitting and then oh something's going on to the side of the screen action wise you hear it and then they come back and start making pot jokes again like (laughs) and if you see um dare i say though if you see uh jay and the silent bob reboot <laughs> when they do show like this the reboot of cr- bat uh crunk blunt man and chronic where they uh have val kilmer play Cron- uh blunt man which <laughs> he's a great sport <laughs> 2019 and I, I hear everybody praising Top Gun Maverick. I haven't seen it yet because it's a propaganda piece. Um, I don't know. Ah, maybe I need to see Top Gun Maverick because I think the story is basically drones versus pilots. I don't know. I I mean, I hear it looks great, but it's like, dude, if, if somebody's not sealing an F-16, a pair of F-16s <laughs> to save their dad and not Libya. <laughs> I'm not interested. I'm not gonna lie. It's I, I haven't watched it yet because of the people that told me it was amazing over oh. and over again. Yeah, no, I <laughs> it's the people that came in and like like off the street, like come into the work come into work and be yep. like, Have you seen this yet? You need to see like the church of Tom Cruise like yeah. hammer me over the head with how amazing the movie was and after hearing that every day, like for a week straight after it came out, I was like, I'll get uh, to it some point. Some but... point, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might watch Avatar before Avatar 2, but I've never seen Avatar. The ride in Disney. Have you World... seen uh, is, Have you seen Dances with Wolves? Yes. No, it's Dances I... with Wolves, wolves in, space. in Space. You don't need to spend four oh, hours no, watching no, it. Oh, no, no, no. South... <laughs> no, South Park, na- South Park nailed it, if you remember Dances with Smurfs. <laughs> So yeah, no, I oh no, it's just more of like I went to Disney World and it's like I saw the I went on like we had the first thing you have to do in Animal Animal Kingdom is get to the Avatar ride. Like that's the longest rate all the time. It's a cool ass ride. So it's like, all right. I mean, don't get me wrong, like the CGI was cool and everything in that movie. It was a cool movie, but like it No, it's beyond derivative. Like (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's um, like I'm, I'm saying as I'm seeing like neon lights and everything like this couldn't have been like Alien versus Predator world. I mean, Disney's got the rights. That would do. That would be awesome. I know. <laughs> I, like you could have re just reshot the video for the ride, which I know like, is probably. Oh, God. Like when. So just like with Universal, when like they had the sweet like you know back to the future rides or uh any of the well true i i i miss the back to the future ride i don't think it should ever then do but the simpsons ride might still be the greatest ride see i 
I have not had the uh, pleasure of going to any of the large uh, theme parks and okay. experiencing this. I've seen clips of them. Mm. Uh, my humble Midwest upbringing was not able to go to the coast. No. Um, yeah, I was, I did not like, I'm just now coming to terms with, oh, I was a one percenter, except my parents didn't actually raise us to act like one percenters. Like, oh yeah, no, we went to, you know, like, oh, I'm going to the Iowa University of Iowa for wrestling camp. Well, I'm trying to get a scholarship. This is my parents' investment. Okay, I got it. Um, And then, like, uh, I don't know, every five years, we ended up going to Florida, but, like, the first two years was driving down. It's like, oh, first two times is driving down. Like, yeah, okay, we're gonna have to stop at this historical, like, shameful now. I've seen, like, like after night my trip in 87 it's like oh we're going to drive back down to florida in 92 okay we're gonna check out stone mountain again right love that laser show i was 12 i did not quite and never mind i was right i would go to a junior high that emphasized the civil war was about states rights so i didn't have a great grip on that at that point it's more or less like, yeah, I don't want them to blow up the monument because, well, <laughs> you're going to blow up half a mountain. To, but eh, it was a cool laser show, though. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realize what I was cheering for. I was seven, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So it's like, you know, not until like I'm trying to get a car loan and like, um, yeah, you're going to need somebody to sign with you. Okay, well, um. Yeah, my dad will be here soon. And then like, okay, how much do you make in a year, Mr. Stevens? Russ, would you leave the room? Okay. So <laughs> that's when I kind of realized like, oh. And I should have known that because like my uh, graduation party, like all oh, my friends are coming and then like you got their parents coming to the graduation party too. And it's like um, my longest friend uh, the last guy i mean he was definitely the the g the uh he was definitely a uh, jay jansen let's just put it that way <laughs> <laughs> uh like he like my mom was saying oh his father was freaked out because like everybody knows your dad at caterpillar but it's like so he was expecting like a big mansion and such like i didn't what <laughs> he just works at caterpillar <laughs> so um yeah so it's like uh so yeah it was basically every five years we'd get to go to florida like i saw the back to the future ride that was because actually we flew down in 97 and then it's like all the delays they gave us a free flight free flights to use in a year it's like oh we'll go to universal next time so that's how i saw this that's how i saw the simpsons t3 uh t2 3d neither of those are still there which is kind of disappointing not the simpsons back to the future yeah they say though but then it's my father spoiling the grandchildren it's like man if i if i knew this was going to happen to the grandkids i could have definitely raw dogged a little more (laughs) (laughs) so no yeah no i (laughs) No, I 
I I, I have enough t- trouble taking care of myself. There's that's beyond. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Until until I stop wanting to, until I want to get that that get ambitious with my employment. Which at forty two, no, that's past you, man. There's no retirement. <laughs> I've been ambitious in the past, and uh, you, I've, had, no. I've had my I've had my knees kicked out like five times. Now, oh no, so we we're, I'm we're, happy where I'm at. Yeah, no, we're we're both in the same place after getting <laughs> pretty much getting our knees capped out by the banking industry at the same time. <laughs> um, and in all likelihood, I mean, no, I was definitely making more per hour at the place we're at than I was at the. I just couldn't get full time. <laughs> So yeah, that's um, but oh gosh, yeah, star oh, but um, Galaxy's Edge, I could have probably like my my little older sister. Why would anybody go to the Star Wars hotel they're opening for two thousand dollars a night? My God! (laughs) (laughs) Again, I don't have a retirement. What's this mutual fund I have? (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, so, and I went to the trouble of getting the lightsaber, like, which took the entire <laughs> trip to get a get a time for. It. So, uh, yeah, so we're I'm at the movie where they're finally, like, I I gotta give Matt and his girlfriend credit. They were they did their best for Jay. <laughs> the I love how they constantly like he's just filled with stories about like the legend of this place like what do you mean legend yeah it's if this is supposed to be just a funeral home a why is it so massive and b how is there like legends of things and like they have running water to hold back evil spirits right the the entire native american thing what is this no there's too many coincidences but that does bring back, and I didn't put it in my notes from watching the movie the first time. You do get the app. I mean, it is fun having our uh, Judy character dressed as Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't think that uh, "quote unquote" subtlety was lost, right? <laughs> so, and I love the uh, the um, the where the one character he's just like, I know my father was a preacher. Yes, Roger. Right. He's just don't worry. You know, like if if nobody understood he's he is aware and he was like this place this place smelled and it it got cold all of a sudden this is a demon infestation yeah i know because my father was a preacher preacher, right (laughs) exposition dump number one (laughs) right (laughs) so it does make me wonder though did judy actually sleep with sal see they never actually say like she says that's none of your business though she she says it's none of her business just because like a she's pissed off at the dude because he just won't he just assumes and he keeps on like trying to force it in yeah like uh on that and like she's overall uninterested in sal and sal just seems like a blowhard anyway yeah so like i'm not entirely convinced that you know anything happened with anybody with her because yeah. if uh there's so there is actually a book uh, I can pull up the author here in just a mo- moment, but it's called How to Survive a uh, I've Horror I've definitely movie. heard of it, yeah. Uh, I have read it uh, quite a few times, uh, and 
it's super funny, but that is one of the cardinal rules is that to survive a horror movie, you have to be a, a virgin. A virgin, yeah. You have to be a virgin if you want to survive. And she survives. Well, I was kind of, yeah, true, but like the director had no issue with her just dropping her boy shorts. Like, <laughs> but nobody touched her. And the only person that got that close was A, the dude made out with her, but then her yeah. creepy little brother who made comments oh, about her body multiple times. Yeah, it's like I'm not saying I'm not saying I didn't do well, not to my older sister. She didn't have a sense of well, the poetic critic. She has quite the sense of humor, but it's very subtle. She's very high on the autism the high end of the autism spectrum. Now, did I do some creepy shit to my little sister? Like eh. staring at your sister in a see-through bra. No, and no, 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 no. I may have, I may have, you know, known she was in the bathroom and just dropped my trousers to moon the moment she opened the door. That's the worst of it. I, I paid for that. A mooning among siblings is nothing. Yeah. Uh, and I and I paid for that when I came when we were living together in normal and her boyfriend was over and like I mean he's second generation Irish we don't know if his dad got here legally <laughs> and oh okay. gosh I, yeah I'm just saying that's how Irish he was um, <laughs> and I walk in and like eh, all right well what's going on I go in the bedroom bedroom doors open and like no his bare Irish ass just like like we're talking could just you know almost like looking in the sun <laughs> uh, yeah seth graham smith how to survive a horror movie by seth graham smith okay excellent uh, book to look up filled with hilarity now does it say sequels because of course we all remember scream 2 and... so it breaks it down into chapters that are different movie genres both sequels uh, are in there as well as it goes sh- uh, slasher, sci-fi, uh, demonic, uh, okay. and all, it's it breaks it down, and it's actually hilarious how in depth it goes. Now you see, I I think I'm a I'd survive horror movies anyhow now since I'm an ordained minister per the Universal uh, Life Church. Ah, uh, see, I'm not an ordained minister. I'm married to one though. But uh, see, that would mean I would die though because I'm the I'm the tragic. Uh, uh you know because she she went online to do the thing because it was her brother asked her will you marry us okay uh, yeah so no, she was I, like sure let me go online and see where i can get ordained no i was at i was at i was at fan expo um in chicago uh for the uh kevin you know, kevin smith was the primary reason i'm there probably waited five hours to get my autograph with them and it's like and i'm decent folk i'm not you know, like i know people are around us like mm-hmm. don't talk his ear off <laughs> and uh but i i like fan expo i know the tickets just dropped today for next year's in august and it's like yeah i had to pay another 30 dollars to watch that to listen to hear him do it host his uh jay and silent bob get old podcast i had to pay 30 dollars to see uh uh dominic monahan and billy boyd do their uh friendship onion podcast uh those are the uh mary and pip from uh lord of the rings 
Okay. Uh, yeah. I so and that was that's the worst thing. I had to choose, and I still would have to pay. I had to choose between Kevin Smith and Jay and Silent Bob get old, or the Hobbits reunion. Sean Astin, Elijah oh. Wood, and Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan. That's a tough call. Yeah, I, I'm per, well. That's but during the Kevin Smith podcast, like they marry Kevin Smith does marry somebody. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, they do the uh, Green Lantern. Their their vows are passed over the Green Lan- Lantern Corps, <laughs> based around them. Excellent. So, yeah. So it's like one night drunk. It's like, why not? <laughs> well, Stephen Colbert as well. I imagine Dwayne Johnson too. <laughs> like. But I'm just saying, like, it goes back to this movie, um, Skeleton Key, I think, is the uh-huh. early, earliest example I can think of. I go to Game of Thrones, obviously, easy, you know, when um, we find out that uh, Beric Dondarrion has died six times it's because a drunk priest who doesn't even believe in the... <laughs> still said all the words, and it's like, mm-hmm. if it's important to somebody, like, so... Yeah, I can't save myself with holy water, but <laughs> and uh, I thought it, I... the power of metaphysics, right? Right. It's, I mean, I can't save myself, but I can go and give somebody like uh, from dusk till dawn. The pre Harvey Keitel, the preacher who lost his faith, mm-hmm. like you know, he could turn this into holy water. <laughs> <laughs> can take you can take this water and make it a weapon. Are you a preacher without faith, or are you a bad mother-loving vampire slayer? I'm a bad mm, mm, vampire slayer. <laughs> Which again, another movie. I, I know it's on Shutter, but I know it's on seven dollars at Best Buy. If they still got copies of it, VFW. Uh, oh wait um steven lang uh bill sadler martin cove fred williamson david patrick kelly george went as uh veterans who have to fend off a bunch of drug addicts <laughs> from yeah. their BFW. um really i haven't i haven't seen it i remember when this came out i saw that yeah. i saw i looked at it i haven't seen it yet though. oh yeah it's uh it's on Shutter, and I got the I I pay the fifty seven dollars a year for Shutter. <laughs> really, not that bad a deal. I don't watch it enough. I I don't think I watch it enough. But then again, it's like Hellraiser anytime I want. Uh, pretty much all of the uh, full moon features. Um, watching the uh, interpretive dance right now, it's like. I know, and I think I could talk to enough girls in the burlesque industry to do a Night of the Demons burlesque night. I mean, yeah, you know, we could, you could definitely do a trick with the lipstick and the paint and a pasty. Oh my god, that's the weirdest scene! Like the first time you see it, they, so I actually think when they first showed that weird scene, she's drawing lipstick around her face, and then you're like, okay. Uh, it's gonna be a 80s boob scene cool yeah. whatever but then she does it and she starts drawing lipstick all over her chest mm-hmm. but then 
it's it looks weird enough but real enough that you're like is it just a bad lighting and then all of a sudden she shoves the lipstick into her nipple and you're like wait what well i mean i i spent a lot of time trying to date a stripper who had an inverted nipple so it's like yeah i can see that (laughs) um yeah you know uh sad story about that is like i had to watch biodome and uh hudson hawk and i couldn't even get a handy out of it i i i I kid i it's just more of like because i blacked out one night there at her place and cracked my head open so obviously oh concussion protocol so it's like oh jesus yeah i i mean i understand if i like yeah just put myself in the friend zone (laughs) if it wasn't already obviously (laughs) oh but um no it brings up the makeup effects though um and like the guy who did the makeup on this uh, i did document his name uh steve johnson um he's got a pretty some pretty solid ones um the john landis vampire movie uh innocent blood uh dead heat okay yeah i would knew that one was gonna <laughs> was gonna hit a point <laughs> hit with you uh big trouble in little china uh species i guess he was the head on that one and blade oh. and blade which is like what? yeah how how did he go from this to those yeah uh and but then again he did he was working on video drone if you've seen that one david cronenberg 83 james woods like there's some weird ass effects like that i mean it's body horror but mm. seems rather i mean not excessive body horror say like scanners with the blowing up heads or the fly right but like it's everything about is that he's done though has been quality though yeah so like it hasn't been crazy explosion over the top but all the prosthetics and the body building and like zombie bodies that he's made yeah like return of the return of the living dead three yeah like it's all been quality Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm genuinely impressed that he was able to snag this guy or yeah. it may have he might have it, this is like he might have known a guy who knew a guy, knew a guy or, right it's like you know you remember that that party when like i did you that favor mm, yeah it's it's funny because i was just listening to the uh rewatchables podcast on the ringer network on spotify uh they just did two like it was um for bill simmons he's the guy who's founded the ringer and it's like and for the rewatchables, we're going to do Boogie Nights, and it's going to be two parts. So it's like four hours talking about Boogie Nights, and of course, talking about the porn industry, and like, oh yeah, it's pretty favor-based, that's why I bring it up. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so we're getting to the, yeah, like paint, like the, uh, so on Shutter at least, the uh, image they have is definitely from the Shout Factory, or the dare I say Scream Factory uh, DVD or I'm sorry Blu-ray edition like the artwork mm. it's all centered around uh, her and her the heart grown, drawn on her face with the lipstick it's like yeah but um, yeah as I say as they're they're prepping a coffin <laughs> to, to shag in right now it's like um, I remember as I brought up that movie, You're Next, which is 
basically guys in animal three guys in animal masks go and start slaughtering a family and then there's a twist at one bit and then you know it's every they're trying to once it, you realize the twist and it's like the people behind it i want you to i want you to shag me by your dead mom <laughs> isn't that a little obscene look what we're doing here <laughs> Why are you so limited? So it's like, uh-huh. <laughs> why are you so limited? <laughs> Great final deaths in that movie. Um, like, and that guy went on to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I think he's a writer, but still, uh, I can't immediately think of his name. Uh, but I definitely, definitely recommend your next. It kind of like I think the mask element of it. People just kind of like oh it's a stranger's knockoff but mm-hmm. um, yeah you're next like that was a movie my uh, ex who I'm in still very good terms with like when I started the podcast like oh I'm gonna find you movies Adam Wingard that's the name of the director of you're next so I'm trying to oh he did one of the VHS movies so oh, he's the director of not not the Marvel Universe. He directed Godzilla versus Kong. Okay. Uh, no, he's got the credit on VHS too. ABC's a death. VHS, yeah. So yeah, once he broke, he broke pretty big. Um. So I mean, the only other horror director I really follow right now, I guess, is or I'm trying to cheer on is the Sasuke twins um uh you probably are more familiar with the concept of american mary but their first big movie which ifc distributed was a dead hooker in a trunk (laughs) it's a horror comedy it's like really low budget like they were telling stories about how they made that movie and it's like you know, we're we're just doing this in Vancouver, and you know, at one point we're digging a hole in a park, and you know, just the park ranger comes up to it. Oh yeah, what are you guys doing there? Uh, we're shooting a movie. Oh okay. Oh yeah. All right. As long as you fill the hole back up when <laughs> before you go. <laughs> uh, they they eventually did a remake of Rabbit, another Cronenberg movie, which I thought was probably a better movie than the original rabbit um not saying the original rabbit was good though <laughs> uh i mean it's it's got its moments like it's a you need to see it if you're a cronenberg fan but um and then uh yeah american mary about the which uh, obviously is supposed to make you think of mary shelley mm-hmm. but, but it's a woman who starts getting you know starts with getting vengeance on the med school doctors who raped her and then goes into body modification just from there you know and uh yeah i shared it with the uh the sisters in mobile (laughs) so so i gotta did you almost have a seizure during the uh the interpretive dance scene as well Because that, like, if you watch that with, like, lights out, you it's, oh, it's awful. No, um... Absolutely awful. 
You know, strobe lights have not really done that much damage to me. Like the only time I've really ever had issues was uh, with the <laughs> with the Virtual Boy and Mario sixty four. I mean, I'm joking, but like, I've it's they like take the camera and literally point it straight at the strobe light, light yeah. at, for multiple times. Why would you do that? Yeah. Like we understand the strobe light is on. Why are we staring straight at the strobe light with the camera as an audience? And this is why I'm just watching the movie. And it's like, and this is why, like I had strippers, like a stripper asked me, why does Russ like close my eyes when I'm shoving his <laughs> doing this to him? And it's like, he's just trying to be polite. Yeah, no, I just know. Don't look at naked chicks at <laughs> at certain points. <laughs> don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think of the uh, movie. So the Asian girl's about to get it. And it's like think about that movie. Um, uh, it's my party, and I'll die with I want to. And like, like she's. Asian girl topless in that one. Like that's pretty much the only topless chick who gets killed in the movie. It's like, huh. (laughs) So there might be some uh, stipulations on uh, how to survive horror movies. (laughs) Uh, I'm just gonna say it. Like, yeah, make sure you uh, tape your, regardless of your race, tape your eyelids to your (laughs) to the top of your to your brows. And no hoops. You yes. can't, you, no oh. earrings, no hoops. Hoops yeah. are for horse. Yeah, that's a classic rule regardless. <laughs> so it's, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Rogers finally ran into uh, Sal. So about to do their best to survive. It's like, oh, and when Sal gets it, it's kind of like, all right, they're doing a 20 25 foot uh spanish fly wrestling <laughs> like <laughs> i can see surviving that you flat back it <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> he chose to stick around <laughs> i gotta say like i don't understand i think they could have done a better job with like how he in so when they're doing it in the coffin and here they the uh, uh, Stooge comes in, he snaps the neck, the Asian, she dies. Yeah. But then, like, why does he hold his arm outside of the coffin and, like, just hold it there to get it smashed off, yeah. like, over and over? Like, there could have been, they could have done anything to make it look a little bit better than that. Cause he just keeps on doing it and he's yeah. like, Oh God, no, don't keep doing the thing that I'm holding. Well, here for you. If, if you suggest that the shoulder has been dislocated in the first shot, you know, the first slam, maybe I, I say maybe I've had uh, I have a sup, a supplemented shoulder anyhow, that never stays in place. Um, so no, it's not that <laughs> dislocation is not that painful. Um, but I see it in wrestling a lot too. Like, why did Ruby put her ha- arm, like, held her arm in the place of the car door <laughs> for a good three sec, four seconds? Like, yeah, you should have had somebody inside the car holding her arm in before you, <laughs> like, 
Uh, so yeah, it's it's different watching like low budget movies and being a professional wrestler. It's like I mean, it gives you a different perspective because like yeah, I mean these movies like they say they have stunt work and like I've been trying to do this podcast about a movie that pretty much you can only find on YouTube uh, called Kayfabe, the untrue story about the true story about the untrue sport of professional wrestling, which is a mockumentary. <laughs> hits very close to home from all the experience I had in the business. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, it's just, um, another movie I found I had to watch on YouTube for this podcast was, uh, Kodiak wanted to watch a uh, low. I told you about that. Story. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that's a good movie. Yeah. It's an interesting one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Can't, I mean, can't go wrong with demons. I, at least I haven't ran into too many, as long as they're straight up demons, like let's not. You don't really. It's but, borderline like a cast of it's. It's only a cast of three people, and yeah. it could have been a cast of two because of prosthetics. Yes, if you know if somebody was talented enough, uh, like it, that one, like that movie was really good for just the yeah the story oh. aspect of it. It was a really good back and forth on that one. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying, though, know, with demons, it's kind of like, well, I'm trying to think of bad movies with demons. Like, eh, you know, straight up, you know, they don't really rec- recognize that, oh, you know, Satan might be involved in this movie until, like, they're in the uh, crematorium. Was the Arnold Schwarzenegger one with the devil end of days? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it wasn't demons. It was the devil. So yeah. that one doesn't count. Um, right. So there's re- like there's been some real bad movies like I've I've obviously seen because Allie would my ex girlfriend would just like look at the timestamps. Well, this seems trashy. It fits the time. I'll buy it. <laughs> then you know if you go Full Moon Production, Demonic Toys. Oh yeah, I've not watched that yet. I mean, uh, I just got around the. I finally just got around the Puppet Master a few months ago. So. <laughs> Okay. You see, it, it, okay. it's brought up a lot on the podcast that I was afraid of the dark as a kid until you know twelve years old or so. So <laughs> gremlins were the worst thing for me. Like if I probably wasn't dating Allie when we went to the art theater in Champagne to see you know showing of gremlins, I don't know if I would have gotten over the movie. <laughs> so i mean so i was i watched horror movies and things like i was forces at eight years old like i had a lot of older brothers and sisters that were significantly older than me like six years older was the closest yeah um so like at eight years old they're forcing me to watch misery halloween um so i'm like eight years old watching og halloween at Mm. midnight with the lights out yeah um so all of these things are cool with me. You know what movie I could not handle until I was like 17 years old? Child's Play. And that's another thing that brings gets brought up on the podcast. I, was, <laughs> I had an age. I had an agent. Like I don't know why my parents did this. Like oh, Russ needs self esteem. I was seven. Like I don't know. They took me up to Chicago and got me signed to an agency. And I didn't get any work. But the closest thing I did, I was considered for was Child's Play as Andy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. As I said, I never got the call. I'm just saying, you know. That's still cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I can't say I've actually watched a Child's Play movie from beginning to end. Like, I can watch it now, but like 
first first watching it like i was like i mean i think it was i was 15 or 16 when i finally like was forced to watch it because yeah. it was like friend's birthday or something like that and like all of us like there was 10 of us all in the basement yeah all hanging out watching it and the a-holes had uh you know one of those long trigger like dinosaur trigger things that bite down right so the doll comes alive at when he comes alive screams at the mom yeah and bites her they snuck up my ear at that moment i leaped (laughs) to my feet (laughs) yeah i i'm kind of like my parents respected the mpaa i mean it got looser with every child after me and there were only two others but uh, like my older sister she's you know genius but on the high end of the spectrum meaning she wasn't really that difficult to deal with (laughs) (laughs) you get you know her routines fine so i was pretty much the oldest child and it's like my parents nope it's r-rated you can't watch it it wasn't until batman came out it's like Mom wanted to see Batman, so suddenly, oh, we're taking the entire family. The oldest one of us is 12. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I was, so uh, my parent, like, I have a family, uh, like a combined yours, mine, ours family, right? And right. the closest one to me is six years older, so, like, they already had, they had already been raising, so they've got a small child again. Yeah. And everybody, including my parents, were used to, like, being able to yeah. watch what they wanted right. to. Right. And oh, so no, it's I like, <laughs> you've been upgraded to yeah. uh <laughs> oh no it's like my little sister she got a lot like lots of freedom my little sister got a lot more freedom than i did like basically i have a friend she said um when she had her first kid like she said oh it inspired me for like the first idea for a tattoo ever was a stack of flapjacks in honor of her daughter with the concept being that you know flapjacks you never you never keep the first flapjack you're just testing the oil so basically like well you you know you learn from the first you learn from the first child and then everything else follows (laughs) (sighs) she attempted to save us from rodney davis but she ran for congress in 2020 um Got twenty percent of the Democratic vote, but so um, progressive ticket. Like, good thing they never found me because this dirt, <laughs> dirt I have. But I digress. I wouldn't have sold her out. <laughs> yeah, I want to know why the coffin bang crew became like mindless zombies here. Yeah, no, I was like actually. Yeah, no, I was actually more disappointed from the lack of prosthetics on them. It's like. Uh yeah no they're just eh, I mean the Matt character <laughs> appropriate name what just lays down and does nothing Matt I'm gonna name you Matt <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it's just maybe is just has his eyes half open. <laughs> And then I think it's one of those difficult things. You couldn't really do much to the Asian girl because, well, she was topless, but like we're going to have to explain why you're not seeing anything from this point on. No, no, I totally get that. Yeah. But like they could have 
done a different shot, a different angle, but yeah. then you go, that goes back to the whole Kevin Smith right. <laughs> Smith conversation again. Yeah, just what do you mean move the camera? Yeah. Yep. So, all right. So, yeah, Sal makes the heroic effort to sh- save Angela. And there's the Spanish fly, one rotation. Oh, not even Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, if there wasn't a pallet to get impaled on, yeah, I could have. <laughs> Whoa. What are you selling? <laughs> yeah. But granted, 80s wrestling, I shouldn't, I, you know, I shouldn't compare 80s wrestling to <laughs> wrestling 40 years later, where you're I'm arguing with people like, no, you want to take the thumbtack spot instead of the Lego spot. The thumbtacks, they go in you, you're done. You're, you roll out of them, you're done. The Legos stay. <laughs> I mean, you're a, you're a parent. There's nothing worse than stepping on a Lego. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, Legos are awful. They're yeah. straight up awful. So. Oh, man. But. Like, and then they're on the, like, how big is this place? And, like, I want to know. I want to actually see a design layout of this of this house like because when they escape to the roof all this and then they're somehow on like a second level that's not the ground level right but then connected over here there's is that a bridge or a terrace i don't know like none of this makes sense for actual construction or layout right i uh i do like let alone how roger got there (laughs) Yeah, I do. I do appreciate the uh, Sal Romero tombstone bit. That yeah, that was yeah. good. 1970 until now. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is obviously a movie that they had a soundstage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a soundstage. <laughs> Got to make these three rooms yeah. count, right? It reminds me, I gotta watch this movie. Um, Dave made a maze. Oh yeah, no, that's on my to to watch. Yeah. List as oh well. no, and like I, I used to listen to the podcast, the wrestling podcast. One of the stars was one of the performers was on, and like, yeah, man, no, you did a great job for money. You never watched it, and I did a great job for money. Well, it's dating a girl who didn't like Army of Darkness, so it's not like it was going to make our. Make, she was going to be cool with me watching it one night, <laughs> and he sent a tweet back. Call that girl up so you can break up with her again. Yeah, I was like, I don't, I don't know if like that's a healthy relationship to be in. Like, I don't know if I could like say that I'm in a relationship and be like, I'm happy where she doesn't like Army of Darkness. I mean, Evil Dead. I can, I can honestly say, I could see why people wouldn't like Evil Dead. Evil Dead or Evil Dead Two. Evil Dead Two has a it's a very specific horror. It is a yeah. horror movie. Yeah. Army of Darkness is pure joy. Yeah, I, no, I I know it's like that's the first art, that's the first one I ever watched because like I've heard of, again like if it yeah wasn't... that was that was how I was introduced to Raimi was Army yeah. of Darkness right when I was like eight or nine years old by my brother yeah so now Army of Darkness like. Because it wasn't until I watched a documentary, um, Eye for Horror, I think was what it called, on IFC, back when IFC was good. Um, 
about Dario Argento that I really thought, oh no, this is just art. It's not. <laughs> it's not that exploitive. It. I mean, it's very exploitive, but no, no. There's a, there's an art to it. Like, like once you once you see the scene from uh, Trauma, where the kids where a little kid saves the day by activating the remote garrote on the villain <laughs> and the head pops off and it's rolling and it's name she's shouting her son's name <laughs> as it rolls <laughs> like <laughs> i mean the the worst thing about that documentary is realizing that oh gosh ario dario or agenda is just a creep um <laughs> uh, like i don't know if i could shoot my daughter topless uh, like, I mean, I, I guess in the sense that oh, she's gonna be the chick from Triple X, but the the uh, Vin Diesel movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, no. Nah. But then uh, I don't know. I've also got a creepy movie. Not a creepy movie. I mean, honestly, it's a movie that we should have all paid attention to called Scarlet Diva, which is like credited as the first movie completely shot on digital and released to cinema, uh, which was directed by Asia Argento, the daughter of Dario, um, star of Triple X, Land of the Dead, um, <laughs> where like she's just putting herself out there, like, even has a... And like, my God, this is like, there's an entire thing like, oh, this is definitely a Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, dirty. Well, as I said, this movie was shot in two thousand one, or like, <laughs> and we didn't we didn't ask questions then. Yeah. So I'm at the I'm at the scene where they're at the crematorium. Yeah, I love how like she's she's like we gotta go open this door and look it's obviously an oven yes it's not an exit door there's no exit sign like what would make you think to like we gotta see if we can escape through the oven yeah obviously they had to like try to get away to you know get because she 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 rips off the gas line and flamethrowers right check off the demons right but like (laughs) <laughs> that line and this is where they also start to try to give roger a character arc yes of being the coward yeah, to right. overcome in the end right yeah like i i'm still trying to figure out the end with him like falling off the top of the top of the uh wall and, and then, somehow being able to climb back up it up, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was actually just looking is there is demon fangs on the skull she picks up from the ashes oh well it's about to come up on this side like it's super subtle but like i thought it was just supposed to be a human skull for crematorium no they put fangs on the skull huh so did they do a lot of demon burnings at this uh mortuary (laughs) well i mean it's good to know there was a place to do that I mean, I mean, I, I hate capitalism, but I can tell you when there's a market. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a if if there's a need, yeah. I mean, he did build this around the river, so right. Well, I mean, that's going on like that explains our customer service phone line. <laughs> like, um, no, I was like, 
ah, I hate, you know, because I used to work for a writer customer response center. And that was basically something where they premium uh, leasers to rider trucks would pay extra to get tech support from the United States directly. So it's like, we can't, we can't do that with our company. I'll pay. <laughs> you want me to pay $200 a year? Like, I'd consider that <laughs> instead of hoping that I ter- return to my parents' house and get that $15 gift card to make up for <laughs> the poor butt customer service. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, yeah, check out. I see. I missed it. Uh, it's the, the demon, demon skull. I'm just now seeing them light them up. Oh, see, so yeah. It's like right when she opens the door. All right. Yeah. Yeah. She's looking. Like, yeah, it's like the kid, like Roger should have known anyhow, like that's enough, man. Uh, I'm kind of, uh, again, my father was a preacher. (laughs) Well, I mean, a preacher doesn't necessarily do the, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm trying to defend it, but then I'm like, I I have nothing to defend here. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah, you got fangs, yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's, uh. I love how they just they stand there and watch the hinges just start screws just start to pop out. Yeah, they don't do anything to stop it. Well, they do eventually realize, like, well, maybe we can outlast them. Well, that's what they're saying. Like, we can outlast them, but then they start pulling the hinges mm-hmm. off the door, like pound the hinges back on. So instead of doing a logical thing and hit it, something they could do, she goes, "I have superhuman strength and can pull a gas line off the wall." <laughs> Well, uh, my my time in hospitality and rich guests wanting uh, the fireplace to be operating, <laughs> you learn you learn what you can and can't do. <laughs> like, uh, like no, you know, um, no desire to get back in the hospital. Well, all depends on where you want to get back in the hospitality. Mid Central Illinois not a place (laughs) (laughs) like i go to chicago for trips it's like like fan expo or uh c2e2 and it's like yeah this is what you need you need two people on all times (laughs) like like i pretty much left my last hotel job like oh why aren't you why aren't you stopping these people from doing this well they're re they're kind of redoing the hotel there (laughs) a remodel i can't like but you're the manager oh no 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 i am not getting a pay (laughs) i didn't say that but it's like (laughs) no i'm not the manager don't give me a title if you're not going to give me the pay (laughs) i am happy to be a grunt (laughs) (laughs) so yeah uh then i just caught one of my notes like uh you know when the arm comes off though and grabs her, it's like, why are we freaking out? You didn't watch the Adams family. I mean, I'm a kid of the eighties. It's like you had Munster and at Munsters and animal and Adams family replays all reruns all the time. You know, before Fox, the Fox network came around everything, you know, that fourth channel was nothing but reruns. Hey, thing. What's up? 
Uh, now they're somehow escaping back up away from the crematorium, back up to the end. Yeah. We can't get out. Right. We have to try. Yeah. It's... I do feel like they get a little repetitive about this. Yeah. Like... No, it, it drags. Like, if you, you should have ended it at the crematorium. Or, like, not. They have too many climaxes. Right. Like, <laughs> sorry, I just thought of an old Siffle and Ollie. If you're familiar with that show on MTV, it's it's been a while, but yeah, yeah, uh, sock puppets and like yeah. one, bit, one bit they're interviewing an orgasm. Oh god, <laughs> yo! All right, man. So uh, multiple orgasms. Is that you just working harder? No, they don't exist. <laughs> they don't exist. And then, like, well, what what is the G spot? Well, you can ask him himself. Hey, yeah, I'm G spot, man. <laughs> and like, all right, well, thanks for your time. Yeah, well, uh, the talk- dramatic like somersault through the window. Yeah, I watch like- that. Like, did, it makes it look like he jumped out of like the second story window. I actually like stopped this because I was like, wait, I thought they were on the first floor. Yeah, because he's no, like looking like- at himself, like, oh my god, I survived. Dude, you're yeah, three no, feet off the yeah. ground. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, it's elevated a bit, but again. And then she just walks out. <laughs> right. Yeah, you, you did the hard work. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, no, I, because back when I was wrestling, it's like, I did maybe three suicide dives in my time. Mm-hmm. And I was the, I was a heel, a villain. And usually considered an incompetent one at that. Like, my gimmick was the student of the game. No, we're going to emphasize the nerdiness. Oh, not the fact that I, you know, studied martial arts. I wrestle, you know, (laughs) that before I got into professional wrestling, I spent the last 20, you know, 15 years (laughs) actually beating people up. (laughs) You know, that's that's an education. So, like, whenever I do a suicide dive, it's like, yeah, just move. <laughs> so, I'm gonna throw myself from the ring, run through, run through the middle, through the top and middle rope, and I'm just gonna land on the concrete. <laughs> but I don't know. Until I, I will say this though: until you are in situations where you have to consider doing something crazy, you think is crazy, you don't know if you can do it. Like. um I can I can run up the top I could in the wrestling ring I could run up the uh, run from one corner into the top court you know run up to the top rope backflip land on my feet fine it's like damn I didn't <laughs> I didn't actually think that like like why was I cheering on Dean Malenko <laughs> <laughs> I could have been Ray Mysterio all the time <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Hey, you got the hype for it. Yeah, oh no, I, I did. I, that was that was a that was a spot of mine. Was like I I would uh, run run from one side and then hit the other ropes on the other side, but I'd go to the middle rope. <laughs> so the the last scene with all the zombies here, the uh, oh coffin, the yeah. crew they they put their clothes back on. They came out in full costume. Huh? Yeah. No, I see that now. Yeah. Like, they uh, took the time to 
<laughs> uh, pants, <laughs> uh, shirt. That reminds me of Detective Pikachu. Like, um, after if you've seen that movie, there's after <laughs> after um, the Smith. I completed kid. the original Pokedex, sir. I oh. saw that in the theater. <laughs> okay, all right. I didn't see it in the theater. Again, that's like <laughs> girlfriend at the time. Like. <laughs> don't know Pokemon. Like... I, I've seen a total of four movies in the theater in like the last eight oh, years. Yeah, Pikachu, Deadpool one and two, and <laughs> um, interesting enough, three of the four were Ryan Reynolds movies, and I just now realized that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I hated Ryan Reynolds for a long time. It's like, dude, like you're just like okay, yeah, you got great comedic timing. Are you a comedian? Like, we could have solved this Dane Cook problem a long time ago where we could have shown that he stunk if he was Van Wilder. <laughs> you could have just freaking acted, man. Never See, mind. mine was because uh, I saw him because uh, the Deadpools were because it was that was like it just the moon's aligned where we had a babysitter at the time. Okay. <laughs> and it was just like we have we we have a babysitter because it was we did not have we like had nobody to watch our kids for a long time and it right. was like we have a babysitter what do we do go see a movie yeah. we used to watch movies yeah what's out at the time deadpool <laughs> right yeah um and then it was deadpool and then deadpool 2 right was the next oh, no, time I, we yeah. saw a movie theater well no no children it was basically Allie and I would like pretty much see a movie like the only time we realized we didn't really have great taste was like Valentine's weekend. All right, we see Casablanca at the art theater. We could see Lego Movie 2 or John Wick 2. What sounds good? Eh, I don't know if I'm up for Casablanca. Okay, John Wick 2 or or um, a Lego Movie 2. And I didn't really like either of the first ones. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't bet a thousand on that. <laughs> I can understand not liking John Wick. I I'm a cat person, so sorry, Daisy. I mean, and I shouldn't say. I mean, it's not like it didn't hit me. My grandma had a beagle. <laughs> it's like, but no, Daisy got avenged. <laughs> it's like Allie, you love pit bulls. He gets a pit bull at the end. Like, uh, I think it. Oh, uh, so we got but, smoke bombs. The sun's coming out. Uh, yep. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm already to the point where he's eating that apple pie. Oh, okay. So we, you passed my favorite line in the entire movie, as they're like walking. obviously walking past, like yeah. and obviously like something bad has happened. Yeah, like they out, covered out in old... dirt, blood, yeah. rotten pig trash. Yeah, <laughs> the old man. Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> the old man just hating on everybody yeah. and like just looks at him like they look like they're hurt or something is wrong and he just yells says rotten pig trash <laughs> yeah i mean it's a great wraparound and then again the i don't think it works that way the uh razor blades in your <laughs> you know you don't notice it before you swallow it <laughs> oh i i yeah i i'm just saying i i think they make it through the <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you didn't catch it it's gonna make it through the system gonna... oh god that would just be yeah i was about to say i don't know if i'd rather the quick death or the trip to the hospital or not. which one is worse yeah 
So that's the worst case of hemorrhoids you've ever seen. Oh, I didn't. I, I was. I didn't want it to get that far. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather have the uh, freaking uh, like if you if you've have you seen Three Kings? Mark Wahlberg, yeah. George. Yeah, when they're talking about getting shot. It's, like, it's been a long time. Okay, yeah, but they're saying like the sepsis that immediately, you know. Oh the, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, no, I'd rather have that than the deal with a razor blade coming, making it the complete trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had. Could you imagine being married to this old man? Oh. No, she's like, how's the food? Eh, it's kind of crummy. Oh, really? Because it's homemade. <laughs> Just like being told your cooking is awful and like everything is awful. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It, it just brings me back to work. It's like a couple. <laughs> I mean, I see, I see this old guy like in a wheelchair bitching about stuff, and then he's like, somebody tries to respond, and it's like, "Well, oh, I'm hard of hearing." It's like, uh, you know, why don't we just let the let you out in the woods and see what happens? <laughs> Like there was the uh, old uh, Jim Henson uh, show, um, Dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like the third episode is called Hurling Day, and the idea is like this: back in the ancient times, <laughs> you know, a dinosaur who's like just turned seventy. It's like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm holding the holding holding the holding the uh, herd back. I wake up so many times a night. You know, I'm not doing us any good. So I'm suggesting that you hurl me over a cliff for the betterment of the herd. And then some guy, one of the guys thought some, you know what? I'm not saying that's a bad idea. And with that said, is it all right if son-in-laws get to throw their mother-in-laws over the herd, over the cliff? Yeah. So the entire episode centers around our made uh, dynasty, the Earl. Earl, yeah. Mother-in-law is turned 70. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's getting pumped to throw out the kid. And the, Robbie, the son, is like, no, man, we're above this. It's not life or death anymore. But there's one bit like he's getting all excited. So what do you want for dinner? I want everything. I want to be stuffed before I get thrown. Go ahead. You're going to be worth the hernia. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of, re- you know, it's bad enough these people vote for Trump. It's, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Joe Biden's too old to be president. Maybe you're too old to vote. <laughs> I mean, we have a limitation of how young you can be to vote. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, yeah. So, Maybe. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah keep in mind, I was a satire. Like, <laughs> I, I was I was considered by most strippers in Peoria to be like the smart, like, he's the most intellectual guy. Yeah, I write stories about making jokes about the guy who set himself on fire at my truck stop. <laughs> like, 
I, yeah, that's called a coping mechanism, but it's satire or my suggestion that, you know what, 40 years is enough. You know, like you suggest, like uh, I had the idea that like it comes from Monty Python and the meaning of life. Like this man has chosen his own execution method and he basically gets ran off a cliff by running from topless women. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm cool with that. And then it's <laughs> like, I, and I suggested like, yeah, you know, you tell a guy here, here, I'll offer you two options. You get to lay back and have Scarlett Johansson on top of you. Kira Knightley would be my preference. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> and the moment you nut, your head is laying, laying across a guillotine. You nut, she cuts. Or you can have prostate exams. From, or, or you can have prostate exams from age forty-five to, you know. And I thought it was forty at the time. <laughs> or you can have somebody a, dot, a stranger stick his fingers up your ass every year. You sell that to a guy at a fraternity. I'm thinking they're taking the. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you could see. probably get a few buyers there, right? And I'm not saying you don't, I'm not saying that, you know, it's a, we're going to kill everybody at 40. I'm saying I'm giving you a choice. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't come up with the female equivalent to that setup. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's, uh, yeah, so, yeah, freaking out over Southern Dawn. Like, the, yeah, as I say, the dialogue does not really pick up until the demons start talking. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's kind of choppy. Like, they go, like, it, it feels very much like they're, they're reading their lines, like, scene to scene. And then yeah. once the demons start to come in, it starts to feel like they, they started to get more comfortable. Right. Like, it really feels like, even though with you shooting scenes and stuff, like you don't always do it in order, it really feels like some of this stuff was actually shot in order. Right. Because some of the earlier stuff of the movie, it feels a little bit more robotic. Mm. And then once the demons take over, everybody starts to get more into it. Either that or the director like starts giving them more direction. Right. I mean, there's just really not much dialogue to work with. I mean, as I say, it, like until the demons come with, though, it's like you're just reading your lines. Well, except for the dudes, the dude that played Stooge went uh, like he went to a, a 15 out of 10, like on everything. Well, but, yeah, like, that's yeah, that's like I don't know. It's like I want to check out Stooge's IMDb just to see. <laughs> Did he have anything, have anything else? else? Yeah, which. Yeah, let's see, Stooge. Uh, Night of the Demons. Yeah, uh, Roger is played by Alvin Alexis. So, and then Stooge is Hal Havens. <laughs> Uh, known for hey, he showed up on Parks and Rec. <laughs> huh. Yeah, hey, he showed up on. Well, he's he's getting a lot of TV work. He's uh, he was on, on Life West. Yeah, he's in Life Westworld. 
I mean, he's only getting like one episode at a time. Westworld, Lethal Weapon, Fear of the Walking Dead. Two episodes for that one. I never watched that on Adult Swim. Uh, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell. I never saw that. Yeah. He was on Mad TV. How many episodes, I guess? One, two, three, four. Uh, that, that might have been a run. Yeah, Dragnet, Dirt, ER, Monk, Last Chance, Mad TV, Silk Stockings. That's for our wrestling fans out there. Uh, Welcome home, Roxy Carmichael. Witch Trap, Tour Duty. Well, here's a number that, or a name that I got to check out. Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bowl-O-Rama. Ooh. Yeah, that that goes back to my B-movie experience. It's like... Oh, man, it's bowling. And there's like a monster. You got to click on this. This looks amazing. As part of a sorority ritual, pledges and their male companions steal a trophy from a bowling alley. Unbeknownst to them, it contains a devilish imp. Okay. That's suggesting you got me a midget. Sorry, dwarf. Little person. I always got thrown off by, like, a dwarf. It's like, and now this is going to be my context warning of the episode. <laughs> uh, like, why did you want to be dwarfs? Like, what well, that was going to be your title? Like, that the like that's Gimli, man. Like, no, Gimli's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, what about uh, you know, elves? I mean, two. You don't like the Santa gig? Then again, I <laughs> like. I'm just saying, if you're going to choose a fictitious <laughs> life form created by. I'm just oh, saying, man, I'm seeing the trailer for this in the background. I'm I'm absolutely watching this later. This looks like pure yeah. gold. All right. I'm going to have to. Uh, let's see. I'll hit just watch right now. And the uh, the and it came out the same year as this. So, this yeah. Was, Sorority babes, and it's on Tubi and Pluto TV. Yeah, or the Roku channel if you have that. Well, all right then. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. So you you come for Night of the Demons, you leave with Brain Dead and Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bolorama. Damn, like as I say, that just seems too good. Honestly, like. I went to, I mean, I saw like uh, Bikini Babes Christmas and it's like, oh gosh, this is not being shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's like I've seen in the double feature with that one because uh, like it was originally like just the guy running double features and then like Z- Drunken Zombie, a podcast out of Peoria took it over. Uh, they would do like a new low budget movie uh and then uh no budget movie i should say like i've 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 bought so many of those just to study what can i do better granted i don't want to direct i have my movie script i'll produce it (laughs) uh but um then it's like the then you'd see an older movie so it's like the after that 
bikini girls christmas was bad it's like oh geez i've seen santa claus versus the martians god so many times <laughs> they're remaking night of the demons i thought they already had remade a night night of the demons it just, well okay it just said oh, okay it might be in this trailer it just said i haven't seen the remake then i've only seen no, the original. i haven't Could it just said it just said uh coming soon night of the demons and it showed the clip of it they reenact they did their own version of the uh lipstick oh scene and i'm then, surprising like it now like people would be up for that i mean and what yeah i don't know <laughs> you go a little budget enough well no i'm i'm sure but let's like when i talk about it's my party and i'll die if i want to like I was disappointed that the uh, lead actress decided to use stunt boobs and a stunt butt. Like, <laughs> stunt butt. Yes, I'm an orgasmo fan, and we used to joke around that with wrestling. <laughs> like the switcher, the switcher rule, rube in it. No, we're just gonna. I think they told me at one time. No, they just stopped the movie. They stopped the wrestling match and yelled out "stunt cock," <laughs> and somebody else goes <laughs> into the ring. I gotta watch that one <laughs> again. I have to say, oh, five bucks on iTunes? Yeah, I'm buying Orgasmo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is Night of the Demons. As I say we leave with uh, sorority, <laughs> sorority babes in the slime bowl boilerama. Uh, yep. So rarely do we leave with just definite recommendations oh, well i i mean well, we don't know if it's good or not we just yeah came i was gonna say brain name. brain dead <laughs> brain dead is fun um like but uh yeah slime yeah sorority girls and slime ball yeah uh can't promise you that you'd imagine that probably was on up at up all night at some point though if you remember back in the days of usa late night fridays oh, and yeah. saturdays Mm-hmm. Like bikini car wash edited. <laughs> oh man, those! It's like it's weird, but you get the best commercials aside from the sex ads. Like KMFDM had a commercial for their last, like their greatest hits and their uh, remix album, <laughs> like or rarity album. Like, damn. Kind of, def- uh, I, I don't like that much capitalism being shown by these guys. <laughs> but all eight four six K I N K. Oh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, so you have any social media or anything you want to plug? You know what? Right now, I'm just Tim. So, all right, uh, it's Tim Bates. Uh, you can find him on North Prospect. That's the most details. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I lost my job over a my my bank job over a blog. So, I mean, if you go back to the old episodes, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're hinting about. Um, if you walk- do want to uh, check out some of the stuff I've done, I uh, do tabletop board game uh, openings and reviews and things. Uh, right. I've taken a little bit of a hiatus for a while, but I am starting to film and review things again. Mm-hmm. It is Evil Penguin Games. Ah, yeah. um, so not related to this, but uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, it's out oh. there. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, you can, of course, find the podcast on all your uh devices uh 90 for chill the podcast all your favorite podcast apps you can just tell alexa 
play the most recent uh, or Google Nest play the most recent podcast by Russ Stevens. I'm just still surprised I beat that English magician to it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's. I don't know if he's still alive, but like that's the only other Russ Stevens like I could find. <laughs> Uh, otherwise, if you want to talk crap about the show, do that at, at CatBusRuss. If you want to help the show, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps. Five-star reviews. If you're a podcaster, I will reciprocate. And you can be honest about the criticisms. I just want the stars. <laughs> so, uh, Otherwise, thank you, Stacia Harden, for being my inspiration to keep trying to pay homage, like do something grand to pay homage to your memory. And thanks for all the people you've touched in your life. And uh, if you want to be on the podcast, most importantly, I'm su- still surprised I've been able to get two people down for October. It's spooky month. Everybody's got a movie they want to talk about now. I don't want to turn to the new guy just to talk about Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you can go and send an email to rustabus07 at gmail.com. That's R U S S T H E B U S 07 at gmail.com. So offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. Just focus on sub 100 minute material. But if you got to talk about Amadeus, I can figure a way to make it work. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for uh, coming. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. Thank you very much, Tim, for uh, coming to my rescue, which is pretty much what I have to say to every guest on the show. <laughs> thanks for having me. All right. So, and we'll be back next week. Sorry, they reorganized the buttons. <laughs> Can I hear a wahoo?